0: Episode 36, Melting Distrust to Champion Inclusion. I've spent this week thinking about and highlighting news stories related to inclusion or the lack of it. And as I keep a watchful eye over the U.S. 2020 presidential campaign, two candidates faced controversies this week around race-based insensitivities and police misconduct. So when does a remark feel exclusionary? Is it a matter of being too politically correct to call it out? And what is a leader to do when dealing with a long-standing issue like institutional racism? Keep listening. Welcome to Peace Matters, a show that uncovers peace in our communities, our countries, and deep within our souls. I'm your host, Maya Mathias, founder of Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. Join me as I share three things in the show. One, curated stories that impact us as fellow humans. Two, tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. Three, updates on the peace-building work I do, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. Be sure to head over to inventivelinks.com to sign up for our Peace Matters newsletter, where I share bonus resources to build more peace in your world. And now, on with the show. Part one. As the World Turns, Curated Stories that Impact Us as Fellow Humans. So the two Democratic Party candidates I was tracking this week are former Vice President Joe Biden and Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana. first, Vice President Joe Biden. There was some controversy this week over comments he made that lauded his civility and ability to get things done but using noted segregationists in his example. He was talking about how he could work with these segregationists to pass important legislation during his tenure as a U.S. senator. So I applaud the impulse. It was definitely the right impulse because it came from a desire to demonstrate his capacity for consensus building, but it definitely wasn't a great example. Racial tensions in America are especially high right now with the rise in hate crimes, white supremacy, anti-Semitic violence and rhetoric. And so in this climate, it is not (laughs) a good thing to do to use segregationists to highlight anything good in your record. And comments like these could end up being a key factor in how some Democratic voters, especially younger ones, choose their party's nominee. The Democratic electorate is getting fired up. More younger voters are entering the fold in 2020, and if they decide to come out in full force to vote, they will either equal or, in some cases, outnumber the loyal Democratic voters who are of the baby boomer generation or older. Now, those in the older generation understand where Joe Biden is coming from. They have witnessed his tenure in public service for decades, and therefore, it's easier for them to take Vice President Biden's comments in context. But younger voters may not be as forgiving or as knowledgeable about that context. So this could end up being an issue for him. If he continues to make comments like these and continues to cite things that do not go down well in our racial racially charged atmosphere. Now to Mayor Pete Buttigieg. What he had to deal with this week gets to the heart of the matter of something that many, many American states deal with every single day. It's a real issue for elected leaders in towns and cities all across this country. Last Sunday a white policeman police officer in South Bend shot and killed a black man. It was the fallout was not unexpected. The same scene has been playing out time and again across America. And so Maya Pete decided to pause his presidential campaign, return to South Bend to deal with this issue head on. He called for a town hall today, and I watched most of the proceedings of that town hall. He started by explaining to the community what was going on, informing them of what was happening behind the scenes in terms of investigating the shooting, and the process of justice that was underway to determine whether a crime had been committed and what could or might happen to the police officer involved. He also shared the stage later and fielded questions from the audience with the chief of police sitting beside him. Now, it was also a good thing that Mayor Pete had faith leaders in the room to facilitate the conversation and to calm the very raw and painful emotions that were on full display. Because it had only been a week since the shooting, it was obvious that many in the room were still processing and dealing with the shock and the hurt and the pain from this shooting. It was also clear though, that many were frustrated with the lack of progress and improvement in police community relations. One person, for instance, stood up and said that three years ago, he had organized an outreach program and invited elected officials to come join them in the African-American neighborhood, and the leaders called it off at the last moment and didn't show up. So there is this climate of distrust in the air in South Bend right now, and it's probably been brewing for at least three years. That being said, one constituent, another African-American man, did stand up to share that he feels Pete Buttigieg is a good mayor and that the room and community ought to give him a chance to fix the situation. So it's interesting to see what these two presidential candidates had to deal with this week. And I'll have more insights to share about this in the next segment. Part two, Aum is where the heart is tools for inner peace and insights that rebuild our communities. So what I observe is that what Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg have in common is a genuine care for the people they serve. Joe Biden has demonstrated that in his decades of public service. And Pete Buttigieg appears to have done enough for his South Bend community to elicit that same affection from his residents despite this moment of pain and anguish that they find themselves in it also suggests that even though they're going through going through a challenging time some people in the community at least are able to give him the benefit of the doubt so what are we to make of this as citizens or as leaders first as citizens, we need to be able to, at a personal level, take the full measure of our leaders far beyond any one incident or situation or issue that they are called upon to solve. The question is, all told, do they have our best interests at heart? Do they want to include us Coming back to the topic of inclusion. Do they want to include us, to include as many, if not all of us, in the conversation for change? Then, as leaders, if we are leaders in our community, our companies, our countries, have we developed, have we taken the time to develop the skills to be able to melt distrust where we can and to show our care where we must. Part three news and views updates on our peace building work, plus answers to your questions about creating a more peaceful existence for yourself and others. So, this week's news events have Confirmed my desire more than ever and have boosted my yearning to bring my work of citizen healing sessions to you, my dear listener. I know I have the capacity to create a safe space where people who are hurting, citizens who feel disenfranchised by their elected leaders, to create that space for you, for them to come into and vent their frustrations and begin that healing process from the inside out so that as citizens, we can go back into our communities and help our communities the way that we want to and that fills us up. So I can facilitate these citizen healing sessions for your organization or your community. Hire me. Let's have a conversation about how we can customize these sessions to fit the challenges that you are dealing with right now. Reach out to me. Email me at connect at inventivelinks.com. That's connect at inventivelinks.com. Finally, a reminder that I take each week's theme, the podcast episodes I create around that the live shows that I do around that theme on my social media channels. I pull all that into a weekend Peace Matters newsletter. Get on that list by going to inventivelinks.com. Click on the Learn More button to subscribe to my Peace Matters newsletter. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I will catch you next time on the Peace Matters podcast. You've been listening to Peace Matters with me, Maya Matthias. This podcast is proudly powered by Inventive Links, a leadership development company that cultivates enlightened executives, creative citizens, and wise writers for a more peaceful planet. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it by going to inventivelinks.com support. Want to take your podcast experience to the next level? Sign up for my next online workshop, and start building a stronger path to peace inside and out. Go to inventivelinks.com slash events for more information. Sign up for a workshop, then show up with your best questions on the stories and insights we feature, and with a sincere desire to lead a more peaceful existence. Till next time, let's make peace matter more each day. Bye for now.